everyone. My name is Caitlin, and I am Groups Director here at Infuse. But like Taylor said, I'm here this morning to share with you all our final message in our series, It's Time, where we've been talking about how to take advantage of this precious resource of time that we've been given and juice up every second of it, especially as we start off this new year. Um, I like how some of you laughed during that video, and some of you were really disgusted. I didn't know how that was going to go this morning. Um, but today, we're going to kind of talk about how, even though we're all given the same amount of time, that it's inevitable that not all of it is going to go smoothly. You know, like the man in the video there, we can all have our crappy days, right? I didn't know if that would work or not. The pun was intended there. So <laughs> when life doesn't go our way, when it doesn't go as planned, it can feel like, what is the point of this? This can start to feel a little bit like a waste of time, right? Because we have an agenda, and when things don't go that way, it can be really frustrating. But the truth of it all is that we have all felt that way at some time. All of us in this room have our own stories of times that we've struggled where our day hasn't gone as we expected it to. Now that looks different for everyone. Not everyone's had a bird poop in their mouth. I hope not anyway. <laughs> hope no one's raising their hand for that one. Um, but we do all have our stories and I gathered a few of them to share with you today. Not all of these are my own though, so you can kind of use your imagination here. Um, maybe a detour in your life, something that came up that derailed your day was that you locked your child in the car, in their car seat, while they were unable to unlock the door because they're an infant child, and you had to reroute your day to find someone to unlock said car, save your child, parent of the year award, right? Um, maybe for you this looked like spilling your coffee on that really inconveniently located spot on your pants and having to go about the rest of your day like that with your coworkers or derailing your plan and detouring home to get a new pair of pants. Maybe for you, it looks like your child decided to throw their shoes out the window on your way to school that day. So you had to derail your, your day by either waiting through traffic to get the shoes or turning around, going home and getting a new pair. Or maybe for some of you, and I'm not calling out any names here, but maybe some of you are like Pastor Taylor and decided to pull forward in your parking spot, not realizing that there was one of those little medians there, and you just high-planed your car right on top of it, got stuck for a little while. It's a true story. You can ask him about it. I'm sure he'd love to tell you all the details. <laughs> but that is just how life goes sometimes. We can't always have it together. Things come up, challenges happen because struggles are inevitable. Inevitably, at some point in our life, we are gonna face these things or we already have, right? But spilling your coffee, even locking your kid in the car, those things can be struggles that throw off your day. In perspective, they're kind of little struggles, right? But there's those big picture struggles that can throw off your year, maybe even many years to come. And I use the term big picture struggles because that's what they are. The struggle that maybe you faced when you've lost a relationship through divorce or breakup, that can feel like a struggle that wrecks you emotionally, physically, even mentally, 
And it's not just in the moment that that thing falls apart, that that relationship ends. It can be in the aftermath of that. It can be for many years to come that those struggles are felt. Maybe it's that you view love differently, that your children view love differently, that you have a hard time trusting in relationships going forward of any kind. Maybe for you, it's a struggle that can come with life-altering news, with losing a job unexpectedly, the blow that that can be to your confidence, how you can feel like you're kind of in this hole you're trying to dig your way back out of. Or maybe it's the life-altering news of a disease or an illness for you or someone you love that comes with it, that daily pain, those struggles that make day-to-day tasks feel daunting and difficult. And then the most inevitable struggle of them all, the struggle that comes with losing someone you love, with death, right? It can feel like moving forward when you can't hear their voice or see their face anymore, that can be change everything from that moment on. Not just in that moment, but going forward. These struggles that we've all gone through or will go through, let's face it, at some, one point or another, can make it feel like, what is the point of all this? What is the point if we're gonna continue to struggle? Why should I keep moving forward, like Taylor said, hitting the gas instead of the brakes when struggles are inevitable? when these challenges are gonna keep happening, when my life keeps getting derailed, when things don't go as expected, it can make it feel like this was all just a big waste of time, right? It can start to feel like when things don't go as planned, this is a big waste of my time. But I also want you to know today that when we talk about these big picture struggles, that I try to come at it from a place of knowing. I've walked through grief myself. I've lost someone I love unexpectedly. And I want you to know that when we discuss these hard topics today, that in no way are my words, my intention here to minimize any of your grief. I am not up here to tell you that everything happens for a reason. Those are not the words that you need to hear today. And I want you to know that, especially if you find yourself in those seats watching online in the midst, in the heat of one of these big life struggles. Instead, I want to tell you that here in Fuse, we want to walk alongside you in this. We want to help and be a refuge for you, someone to talk to. And if you need that, reach out. Reach out to myself, to Pastor Taylor, Pastor Stephanie. Fill out that connection card so that we can just get to know you better or connect you with someone that does and that can help. So that's not my intention today, but I do hope that you leave today beginning to feel like instead of all of this is a waste of time, that your time instead can start to feel useful instead of useless. Because wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if your time spent in these struggles was good for something? that it wasn't a waste, when things don't go as planned, that you could think to yourself, maybe I'm getting something out of this. Wouldn't it be great if coming out of these challenging times, we gained a new sense of perseverance? If we gained a new endurance for life, so that when we feel like hitting the brakes, instead we could hit the gas. 
that when doors close, they don't slow us down, we can just keep moving forward. That'd be nice. Wouldn't it be great if during these challenging times, when we're faced with adversity, instead of reacting with anxiety or anger, we could instead react from a place of understanding, of patience, of kindness. Wouldn't it be great if through experiencing these struggles, we actually built up our character? Wouldn't it be nice if most of all, the one thing that we need when we're facing these challenging times, when it was all said and done, if we felt a degree of hope that was so great that others looked to us as an inspiration in our struggles, that we could be that person because we were filled with this level of hope that no one else could quite match. What if we gained that from these experiences? Now, what is the thing in our lives that ties all of these together? What in our lives shapes these within ourselves? What is the common denominator here? It's suffering. Suffering lays the framework, the foundation to build up these other qualities within ourselves. Suffering is inevitable. It's not a popular or hot topic to talk about. It's not very positive or uplifting for me to say from stage, but it happens to all of us. At one point or another, we feel some form of suffering in our lives. And suffering isn't a new thing either. It's been going on for many, many years, thousands and thousands of years actually. As far back as the stories of the very real people living their very real lives in our Bible. The Bible is full of stories of suffering, and although their suffering day-to-day might not have looked the same as ours, I don't think they were worried about spilling their coffee. Um, Probably more big-picture struggles there, but maybe they did worry about a bird pooping in their mouth. I don't know. That probably happened back then. But they had those big-picture struggles, too. They shared in that. There's many stories in the Bible that talk about different suffering for different people. And although it looked different, it, it happened. There's a man in the Bible who has had his fair share of suffering too. Paul was a disciple of Jesus, a close friend of Jesus. And after Jesus died and was resurrected, Paul was filled with this passion to live out his calling. He was hitting the gas in his life. He was out there spreading the word, telling others about this man named Jesus and what he had done for his life. But while he was living out his calling and hitting the gas, driving forward, he experienced quite a deal of suffering along the way. He was ridiculed and persecuted, beaten. He was imprisoned for a while. He was even shipwrecked. He'd seen it all. And I feel like I talk about Paul a lot when I give sermons, but that's because he's a really wise man and he wrote many books of the Bible including the book that we're going to be in today of Romans. And in Romans chapter 5, Paul begins to talk about suffering. 
And when he does, he starts off the verse by talking about how we should give God the glory in our lives, give him praise, honor, rejoice to him um, in all of our times, but not just the good times. He starts off in verse three by saying, not only so, not only in those good times, but we should also glory in our sufferings. Some Bibles use the term, we should also rejoice in our suffering. Be joyful in our sufferings. Now that is not easy to do. It's much easier to give God the glory, to rejoice to God, to be thankful when we are on those mountaintops in life. Just like it's easier to want to share news that's exciting and good with your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends. We're excited to tell them about the good things in our life, but it is a lot more challenging to tell someone when they come up to you, oh, actually, thanks for asking, but I've had a pretty bad day. You know, my marriage is falling apart. I lost my job. I've been feeling real depressed lately. That's not easy to do for a reason, right? And Paul knows it's not easy, but he also tells us that he thinks it's worth it. He thinks it's worth it because there is an outcome here. He says that we know that suffering produces something in our lives. And he goes on to say that this suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Paul knows that this isn't easy. He's been there. He's seen it. But he knows that instead of asking ourselves why, why did this happen to me? We will probably never know the answer to that. But a better question to ask ourselves would be what is the outcome of this? What is this suffering producing in my life? Maybe that outcome could be perseverance, character, and hope. For those that have walked with addiction or know someone that has personally, um, you know that in addiction, there is suffering, right? There is the physical suffering that comes along with that, the suffering from withdrawal, from temptation, from just carrying around that burden in your life. I haven't experienced that, but I imagine that that has to hurt. That has to be suffering to its greatest degree. But also on the other side of that, when you get through that suffering, when you're on the other side or sometimes just on the cusp of that, you can see how that's built up perseverance in their lives, endurance. They have a new bar that's been set for them so that when they face something else, again, an adversity in life, they can say, I've been through worse. Many of us can maybe say that when we face something. I've been through worse. I know what it's like to suffer. We've gained a perseverance through that. Uh, when it comes to building up character, I've told one of my friends um, who's been through divorce how I see the character of her children shaped from that for the better. I see in her children respect, not only for others, but for themselves, and a degree of confidence that I envy. And they've gained that because she chose to choose for herself respect and confidence by leaving a relationship that may have endangered some of those things. 
And although I know that with divorce for their family, I'm sure has come with struggles, with suffering, and will for many years. But I also can see the beauty in that, the character that's come from that experience. And ultimately, when we are suffering the most in our life, we need hope in something. Because it can feel like when you are in the deepest of your struggles that you want to wave your white flag and surrender in life. You wanna crawl back in that bed, you're gonna pull those covers up over your head and only get out long enough to grab another pint of ice cream. Or maybe, I'm speaking for myself a little bit here, that's how I feel. But some of you sounds like you can relate, right? Because although we want to give up and we would love for time to stop for that moment, it keeps ticking forward. It keeps going. So we have to find hope in something. Some of us find hope in other people, in relationships, some of us in our possessions or our ideals for life. But that is not the kind of hope that Paul is talking about here. Paul is talking about the kind of hope that comes when we can trust fully and hope in who Jesus says that he is and in his promises that he's given us. Because God promises that there is so much more, there's an eternal factor to this time that we can't even begin to imagine. His promise is that there is more to life than these earthly struggles. There's, this is just a fraction. What we're experiencing right now, our sufferings is just a fraction of what he has planned for us. And that is the kind of hope that we need most. So that when life hiccups again, we've built this foundation of hope in our lives that we can turn to. So as we face these inevitable life moments, I think it's important that we remember we can grow through what we go through. You can grow through what you go through. It doesn't have to be a stopping point, and maybe it slows you down for a little bit, but we can hit those breaks even when we feel like pumping the gas. We can face those challenges because we know that we are growing through it. We are gaining something from these experiences. So I want to get a little honest and real with you today because I've faced this in my life, right? Um, especially this week. Because when I was asked to come and do this, I wanted to say no. I did not want to be here on this stage with all of you this morning. Not that you're not all great people and it's really nice to see your faces today. Great food, by the way, in the hallway too. But I didn't want to be up here talking to you. When Pastor Taylor asked me with a short notice to give the sermon, I really wanted to say no. And I think I tried to say no a little bit, but ultimately, I also knew that it was an opportunity to grow. 
I mean, I can throw myself a mean pity party. I don't know about you guys, but I can list off all the reasons that this wasn't a good idea, that I should say no, because I just started a new job. I've got lots of responsibility. I'm getting home later. I've got a toddler. I had a small group and a meeting and a work training this week. My nights were busy. I could go on and on, right? And I'm sure some of you have those same reasons running in your head. But I also knew that I hadn't been very accountable to talking to God. I hadn't been very accountable in my life uh, recently of spending time in the Bible. And I knew that my passion is here. My passion is to share who Jesus is with others. And this was an opportunity to grow my gifts and an opportunity for me to get out of my work-life bubble and cling to Jesus because it was a challenge, but it grew me through that experience. I see this in many people here at Infuse as well, right? Some of you that are listening at home might be feeling this way as well, but I see it in our small group leaders, in our ministry leaders, um, in our volunteers that just serve every Sunday and here just grinding from 7.30 a.m. on till one o'clock even sometimes. It's a struggle. There are days where we don't wanna show up, where we don't wanna be at that group, where we don't wanna do this. We wanna wave our white flag and surrender. But man, it almost makes me emotional to talk about it because the growth that I have been able to see in those people in the last three to four years, the life changes that they've made is incredible. Going from barely coming on a Sunday, it was a struggle to get them here on a Sunday, to leading an entire ministry area, taking on that responsibility just as a volunteer, that's huge. That's more life change than I've seen in some people that I've known my entire life. And I think we can owe it to the growth that's come from some of those challenges, from facing those challenges head on and gaining some perseverance, some character, and ultimately some hope. There are probably some of you listening today that are still exploring your faith or unsure about where you fall. But this concept of growing through what you go through, it can apply to your faith journey as well. I'm sure some of you have felt hurt by the church or by other Christians. There are some of you that feel like the Bible is too intimidating, too scary, overwhelming even. And there's probably some of you that have such big life struggles and sufferings that it's really hard to reconcile those with a loving God. I get that. Those are all reasons that you may be waving your white flag on Jesus and on putting your faith in him. But I also think that that's an opportunity to grow through what you're going through. To ask those hard questions, to get in a group that helps make you see the Bible as more applicable to your life. To have a place to let out those concerns I mean, you can ask Pastor Taylor these questions. He loves to chat about this stuff, I promise. And maybe on the other side of that, you're gonna come out 
farther in your faith journey than someone who's been on their journey for a lot longer because you had to grow through what you go through. It wasn't just something that you did easily from the beginning. I know that there is going to always be a reason for you to give up or to slow down. There's always gonna be a reason for us to want to pump on the brakes to our goals. There's always going to come a time where you feel like waving the white flag in life. But if we can remember to grow through what we're going through, if we can remember that there are things to be gained in these experiences, our perseverance for our character, and ultimately for our hope in Christ, the one who promises us so much more than this. If we can remember to grow through what we go through, we can take the best advantage of the time that we've been given. We can juice up every second and leave no time wasted. And I hope that's what you all take with you today. Pray with me together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. We know that it's not always going to feel easy. It's not always going to feel nice. It's not all gonna be rainbows and unicorns all the time. But we still give you thanks. We are so grateful for the opportunities that continue to present themselves even when it feels challenging. Give us the perseverance, the endurance that we need to keep hitting that gas pedal when we feel like pumping the brakes. Give us the character to reflect onto others what we hope to be even when we don't feel that way in our heart. When those sufferings are so big, God, fill us with that hope that only you can give. Help us to feel that at our core. And I pray that over all of us today, that, that your spirit, that your hope will fill us in those times when we need it most. Because we know that there's always going to be a struggle. There's always gonna be a challenge or a suffering in our life, but with you on our side, with you in our hearts that we can face that because there is so much more out there for us with life in you. I pray for those that are struggling now that are in the midst of those struggles. I pray that they can feel your presence in, your, in, your, in their life. But they know that no matter where they're at in their faith journey, that you're there. They're, you're there just waiting, waiting for them to let you in. And I pray that we can remember to continue to grow continue to grow through whatever it is that faces us today, tomorrow, next year, and grow closer to you, God. And I pray this in your name. Amen.